Hey guys, Abel here, back with a short Monday goodie. And in this one, I'd like to talk about people who can't eat enough food during a bulk, or just the problem of not being able to eat enough food in a bulk in general. And this episode is going to be one where I'm going to be outlining how my thinking has changed about a certain topic over time based on personal experiences, interactions with some really smart people, and I guess just becoming a bit wiser as I've gotten older. So about two years ago, I did a video on this topic for my YouTube channel. I believe I took it down over time because I was a bit embarrassed by the things I said in there. But I'll link it in the show notes unlisted if you want to watch it. But basically, I addressed the question of what people should be doing who feel like they can't eat enough to gain muscle. And I took a rather cynical stance in that video and I outlined how really most natural lifters with a normal-ish body size simply don't have caloric needs that would warrant serious struggles with eating enough. And even if they did have in a world where two-thirds of the population is tending towards obesity, it's just hard to justify the inability to consume enough calories. And with certain things that I said in that video, I would still agree. Uh, For example, the concept that many of those who struggle with eating enough on a bulk will try to just stuff themselves with really voluminous, satiating foods and then complain about the fact that the only thing they have to show for is serious gastrointestinal issues as opposed to an increase in weight on the scale – Or the notion that the same people who will complain about the scale not going up by as much as half a pound per week and they are already eating over 4,000 calories are often the same people who are terrified from increasing their fat intake because that will just make them fat because hashtag fats don't support your training but they get only stored as fat and Yeah, there's something about this that still makes me roll my eyes where I feel like people should know a bit better, you know, like they should realize that these two problems can't really coexist at the same time, that I can't eat enough to gain weight. And then when someone points out a solution, then they're like, well, but I can't eat that because that will just make me fat. So it's kind of nonsensical. But there are also things I said in that video, which I would disagree with. For example, the strong encouragement of these people to just go ham on highly palatable calorie dense foods and to quote myself from that video to just simply grow up and learn to enjoy their food. Now, I understand where I was coming from at the time. Um, You know, me having issues at the time with not overeating too frequently and controlling my calories and finding sustainable food choices and habits that would allow me to stay on track with my nutritional plan on which I would eat in line with my caloric needs. For me, it it was somewhat irritating to hear people complain about their inability to eat more food. For instance, I was frequently interacting with a guy at the time who was a naturally very lean guy. He probably stayed around 10% body fat year-round, and he was a walking meme in terms of hard gainers. He also had a YouTube channel. It was a Hungarian channel. His name is Oros Janos, in case anyone's interested. I'll link his stuff down here. And his YouTube channel, for example, is reflective of his relationship with food and his naturally lean, hard gainer type physiology, because it was full of videos of these super high calorie weight gainer shake recipes and uh, combinations of different foods that would allow you to put down a lot of calories with little effort. Uh, I remember us having a phone conversation where we were talking about the regrets we had about um, how we prioritize fitness ahead of everything else in our lives during certain periods. And while I was talking about the times when I didn't want to break my diet and I was scared of taking time off of the gym, he was telling me about uh, not wanting to go out 
at night during bulking because he was scared that he would expend too much energy walking around so and that would reduce his caloric surplus like <laughs> i remember hearing that and i was thinking dude i want to hurt you um and at the time my approach probably would have been to just take a guy like this and tell him that look dude look around you you see all these fat people Look at what they're doing. Just learn a bit from them. Like, trust me, your problem is very easy to solve. Uh, but now I would actually take a very different approach because what I realize now is that in this world we live in, having a personality and a physiology that is really resisting overconsumption of food and a positive energy balance in general, that is a really precious commodity, which you don't want to screw with too much if you don't have to. Uh, to use an analogy, if you were to coach a football team, like a football football team, not an American football team, and you have a winger in your team who is an amazing player, but he has the problem that he is so incredibly fast that when he runs down the wing to cross in the ball to the strikers, the rest of the team just won't be able to catch up with him. So there will be no one to receive the ball that he crosses in. Now, one way you could solve this problem is to try to make this guy artificially slower by having him do training that reduces his explosivity, maybe even increase his slow twitch muscle fiber counts like tons of long distance running and jogging or make him gain weight to make him slower. But I mean, I hope that's not how you would solve it because being that pacey in football is one of the biggest assets you can have. So the way to amend this problem is not by ruining an amazing talent you have, but it's by coming up with some strategies for him to accommodate the rest of the team. So maybe you'll advise him on how to time his runs better. Maybe you'll adjust the team's positioning so that the strikers will be at the right place where he wants to cross in the ball, etc. And the same thing applies with someone who can't eat enough food. If they have that problem, that means that they probably have really good eating habits and they are really well tuned in with their hunger and satiety cues. And these are not things you want to screw up. So... If I was to advise a person like that now, I would simply make suggestions on how to increase the energy density of their meals, maybe alter their diet structure here and there that would still allow them to eat healthfully and increase their caloric intake without adopting a whole bunch of negative habits that most of the population who have trouble losing weight have. And I think to some extent, spending some chunks of time in your fitness journey kind of not liking to eat that much and viewing food and eating as sort of a chore activity that just needs to get done does have its place, considering that in this game we have periodic times when we purposefully undereat and are kind of inevitably shifting towards the other end of this pendulum where our food preoccupation increases for that time period. And I would say that this is one often overlooked benefit of a bulking phase. And I would go so far as to say that there's a point to be made for keeping the diet intentionally bro-like, even during a bulk, so that you can get to a place where there's an increased emotional neutrality about food, and you kind of see it as a means to an end. To get back to the high-carb bulking idea, which, don't get me wrong, is an interesting and potentially valid thing to discuss from a physiological perspective, but I think a good part of why people in the bodybuilding world are drawn to that is the same reason why a lot of bodybuilders are drawn to bro splits or why they are chasing muscle soreness or the pump. And it comes down to how these things acutely make us feel. If you completely annihilate a muscle group once a week as opposed to training it a few times a week, you get to feel super sore and pumped in that muscle group after that workout, and it just makes you feel like you worked really hard. 
And similarly, if you need to eat in a 300 calorie surplus and you achieve this by eating two extra handfuls of almonds per day, that's barely noticeable, although it certainly gets the job done. If you, however, keep your fats super low and stuff yourself full of rice and broccoli, you're like, man, I'm eating so much food, I can't stuff myself with this much food, but sacrifice to win, gotta do what it takes. And it's funny, part of it still makes me roll my eyes, but I think there's a point to be made for this. And that's why when you go on a bulk, I think it's good to be quite careful with increasing the palatability of the diet. And I'm not saying that you should intentionally make your diet suck. And there's some great life flexibility that comes from extended bulking phases, such as the ability to eat out and enjoy some social freedom. But I think it's best to keep your baseline diet relatively bro in terms of the tastiness of the foods you're eating. And of course, all of that while strategically increasing the energy density of your diet. And the reason I'm saying this is that I think one should be careful with trading one bad mental habit to another one, in the sense that when you're cutting, you become a bit more food-focused, your day is a bit ruled by when you're eating your meals, you're a bit food-focused because you're always looking forward to your meals, and then now, when you're bulking, you might do the same, not because of hunger, but because you're eating these super delicious foods all the time. And in most cases, there's always room for raising the bar here. I mean, yeah, an ultra marathon runner or a Michael Phelps caliber swimmer who's eating 12,000 calories per day might not be able to get food focused ever again because he, they are just so sick of eating. But for most regular mortals, there's always somewhere to go. So I'd say if you have a problem with eating enough food on a bulk, that's a good problem to have. And you probably don't want to get rid of the problem or the perceived burden of the problem entirely. So increase the energy density of your foods strategically so that you don't need to stuff yourself full of things to the point of severe bloating or anything like that, but keep your diet relatively bro-ish. And if you don't have this problem and you look at these people with envy, I'd actually recommend making this a challenge and work on creating this problem for yourself by going on a long bulk, bump up your calories over time, and try to get to the point where you're also one of these people who feels like they just can't eat enough to keep gaining weight. And I think in the long term, this can serve you really well. So these are some brief Monday thoughts, and I hope you enjoy this, found it informative or interesting. And with that, see you next time.